Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of TWTG. It's just me, the GOAT D. James, uh, your boy Dylan. You already know who it is. This is probably my, uh, yeah, this is my second solo podcast, I think. Maybe my second or my third one. Um, first solo one in a while uh, with this topic that I wanted to talk to, blah, 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 to talk about in particular Tristan, uh, having him here, I don't think it would work, but I also wanted to be a little bit more serious, maybe a little bit more direct. Um, I know when he's here, we usually have serious, broad conversations, um, but you know, with these solo ones, I don't want them to be constant. I want them to be few and far between, to be a little bit more personal to you guys. I'm here in, in a little studio, a little bit cold, uh, it's 1025 at night on a Saturday at the time of this recording, um, February 5th, right before I have uh, work tomorrow. So, mm, take a little of the sip of the Sprite, and I'm going to get to it. But first, before I do, you already know I have to plug the light verse on my stuff, the Goat D. James. You know where to follow me. You know what to do. But most importantly, with this thing I wanted to talk about, as you can see in the title, whatever I title it, it's either going to be just uh, Twitter or canceling. Um, I'm going to explain some things that I've uh, seen as of late. Uh, it's only two small little situations that, of course, Twitter overblows because of the people that are affected and the people that critique it and talk about it and go crazy. Um, just going to touch up on those points and, uh, you know... Drop my gems like I usually do. So, Joe Rogan, Whoopi Goldberg, two figures that we all know very well for many years. I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I like Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Whoopi uh, had a comment on The View talking about the Holocaust. And she said, quote, it wasn't about race. It was about man's inhumanity to man. Um, and I already know listening to that, it's like, what the fuck? Like, Whoopi, what the hell? Like, what the hell are you on, bro? Obviously, she is wrong. She went on, uh, Colbert's show and explained her standpoint. And basically, her perspective was that, um, race to her as a black woman is something that she can see versus, and, I, and I'm just simplifying all of this, versus how uh, the Nazis and the Jewish people had it where there wasn't no like, oh, Jewish people are, are blue, go get them. You know, they're all of the same pigmentation in their skin. She doubled down on her point, but she also understood what everybody was saying and basically said, okay, I won't talk about it anymore. I see what you guys are saying. Joe Rogan. One of my favorite uh, podcasters. Listen to him a lot. Um, people are trying to cancel him for some stuff that's been going on. Everybody might have their opinion about him whatsoever. It is what it is. He was quoted uh, by saying the N-word a whole bunch of times, apparently. And um, there was one video from a podcast that he was in from one of, one of his episodes um, many years ago where, uh, and I'm going to explain it in context and afterwards from his own apology video 
where he talked about um, how he was going to go see Planet of the Apes with his friend. He was drunk. Taxi dropped him off at the wrong place. He was in a neighborhood with a whole bunch of black people. And he said it was like Planet of the Apes. Like, I told that to Tristan and I. We kind of tried, laughed about it. I was like, ah, you know, I know people take that differently nowadays. Um, especially in terms of context. And he even said afterwards that, oh, that's a racist joke. Or, oh, that, you know, I shouldn't have said that. Da, 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 da. He had an apology video. Talked about what he said thoroughly. About like five, six minutes. Very intellectually. Uh, stated all his points. Stated what happened in the conversation and apologized. Now we know the N-word is probably the most powerful word in the English dictionary. Maybe in the whole entire world. Only one race gets to say it. Anybody else that says it, either said it with malicious intent or is racist. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> That in itself is very, very, uh, very controversial because I know white people that say it. Um, and to keep it real, I've known some white people that have grown up with the black experience and they use the word as a term of camaraderie. Joe Rogan was using it um, to quote uh, some things in context. Rick Fox, oh no, sorry, Red Fox is, uh, I think what he said one of his albums was called... Uh, Something with the N-word in it. A lot of people took that to offense. And I'll just say Twitter people. Now, I, fellow black person here, how you doing? I really don't have a problem with anybody using the word in context. Um, especially when it's to refer to something that shares the same name. Be that um, a nigger or a, you know, nigger with an A or an E-R. And I know those words are still controversial. But the part that kind of threw me for a loop, right? Had a conversation with somebody over Joe Rogan's apology. The Rock uh, gave credit to Joe Rogan. And he said, you know, long story short, you know, good apology. Hope to have a bottle of, uh, you know, that Terramana tequila stuff. The mana, brother, brother, all the flexing and shit. Some people didn't like that. Some people <laughs> responded to The Rock. I saw they used clips from uh, his WWE run when uh, I think this is a famous clip that kind of goes around every other month where he's uh, talking to Mick Foley. And uh, it, it was during the time for my wrestling fans out there, uh, Stone Cold, uh, somebody hit Stone Cold with a uh, car. Long story short, it was Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. That's why he said it like that. Um... And when people were trying to find out what it was, Rock was like, you know, I didn't hit Stone Cold. And he's like, let me say it in a way that you can understand. And he said it in English and then he said it in Chinese and he made funny. He was like, oh, ching chong, bing bong, Stone Cold, I something like that. And people were trying to use that to cancel him. Or uh, one time he was beefing with John Cena in WWE. In one of his promos, he called John Cena a Wonder Woman transvestite. <laughs> funny stuff, right? Of course, comedy is very subjective. Everything is subjective. Back to Joe Rogan's jokes. Subjective. Of course, looking back, he said that they were stupid statements and he hated to see it. He apologized vehemently, even though, of course, some people were like, Your apology was not good enough. That is terrible. That is bad. Delete his episodes. Get him off Spotify. 
Cancel him for everything. But does that really do anything? The words have already been said. And this is my problem with canceling. When they have somebody that makes a mistake. On this podcast, no doubt, Tristan and I have talked a lot. Talk a lot with my guests. I've talked with my older brother and so on. We've said a lot of stuff. Some things, sometimes you'll, you'll catch me saying, and I'll, I'll try to catch myself. I'll be like, uh, don't quote me on that, or look that up, or might be wrong. That's self-insurance for myself to make sure that what I am saying is not taken. It's like, hold on. Well, I'm saying this, but I might be wrong. Take it with a grain of salt. That way you yourself can look it up and process that information and learn things. There's a way to speak. There's a way to give information out to people to help them understand things. But in the terms of the Twitter world and maybe some of the world that we live in today, people see it right that they have control over someone's voice. Even though we have freedom of speech here in the great old U.S. of A., you know, I'm not the most political person in the world, but I know what right and wrong is, morally speaking. When somebody makes a mistake, we don't kill everybody that goes to prison. Right. They serve their time. They understand what's going on. They learn and hopefully they're rehabilitated once they get out and become a, a member of society. That's productive. My problem is, is with those people that I think Spotify might have taken down some of his episodes as well. And my problem with that is that people have already listened to him. Words have been said already. Someone was like, oh, suspend them. Just like they suspended Whoopi Goldberg. Well, difference is, Joe Rogan made a joke that was insensitive. Whoopi Goldberg said something that was incorrect. It's two different things. Two different things. And I get it. I've had the black experience myself. Living through it still to this day. <laughs> and I will to the end of my days. But there's a difference between all of this, right? And the way people take things, the way people process information, especially when it's about someone that they don't like. There's people I don't like. There's people I don't like that I talk to. And sometimes they say some pretty stupid fucking things. And I'm just like, man, no one's going to listen to that shit. Listen to this person. They ain't saying anything that's going to help me, you know, learn new things or, or I'm not going to process information or that, that shit ain't going to help me do anything. And it becomes noise. Again, comedy is very, very subjective. On this podcast, Tristan and I have probably said some stuff that would get any other famous celebrity canceled. No doubt. Tristan especially. But what I don't understand is that not only do we have the freedom to say such things, but we also don't give people the freedom to do better, to learn from their mistakes. Where does that begin? When you cancel somebody, you take away their chance of being better. You take away their chance of learning, of telling other people that might listen to them and feel the same way they do, but don't have a way to broadcast their voice in the right way to do anything. You're cutting them off. And then you're making a bigger problem. Why? 
Because those same people that see these things go on wonder, well, why do they shut them down? They try to stop them from speaking out. It fucks up the system. It stops somebody from being like, hey, this is a teachable moment. And Joe Rogan said those words, you know, it's a moment where he has to learn. And he did. I'm still going to listen to Joe. Some of the things I say on this podcast you may not agree with. You may disagree. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to be right on everything. And I've said this before. People have that option. But if you remove the option, if you remove the, the ability of choice, the ability to choose what we think is true, is something that makes us human. And if you take that away, then you take away someone's capacity to do better. What did Aang say? When we are, when we are at our lowest point, we are open to the greatest amount of change. I know Cora kind of half-assed that and that advice, but it's a story for another day. But that still rings true to reality. Instead of going at somebody because either their apologies aren't good enough or, oh, I don't like the way you made that apology. Oh, let's treat this person the same way we did other people. No, eye for an eye makes the world blind and you don't really help the progress of new information being gained. You don't help the progress or the process rather of redemption, which is very important, which is something that we see that isn't really followed in society, let alone on fucking Twitter, even though Twitter is the worst example and Twitter is not a real fucking place. Those are also two very important things to remember. Any forums of, of free thought, free and open thought are very important, regardless even if people say it's a cesspool, da 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 da. It's very important. Because when we stop people, even Whoopi Goldberg, who is probably old and stuck in her ways, and when I watched that interview with her on Colbert, I was like, yeah, she's just basically saying, all right, everybody, I hear what you're saying. Apparently, I'm wrong, even though I'm still going to think what I want to think. I just won't talk about it anymore. I'm sure we all have done that. I'm sure we've seen people that have done that. All the time. Too many times. But it's just a part of life. An indisputable fact of life. People will believe what they want to believe. People will think that whatever they say with conviction is true. If people agree with it. I can make up a lie. I can say Yamiko has, the, has bigger boobs than Latosa. Is that true? No. But if I say it and give you information enough, eventually you will believe so. Even though it's not true. And that's just a fact. Accountability goes hand in hand. Accountability is another stop on the road to redemption. Because when you learn accountability, that gives you the capacity to be better. But stopping somebody from doing better... If I bully somebody because of something I, I thought they said about me and then I get killed for it, well, what does that do? <laughs> I know that might be an extreme example, but I'm just saying it comes to a point in time where you have to give people the opportunity to learn from their mistakes. That is how they grow. That is how we all grow as people. We fail. We make mistakes. We get better. Most of you listening to this are either writers or artists. I don't really need to go on as to how mistakes make people better or if they, you know, how, how they help you learn from shit. 
I'm somebody, I've had my share of mistakes. I've seen people go through them, but (laughs) I never said, stop right there. You're done. That's it. No. Especially, you know, in the world of uh, social media where your personality, they look for anything to take you down, to shut you up for good. Because I don't like that thing that you said, even though you've been doing this for 15 years. How dare you say this one thing that I find offensive? How dare you? Think about that. Does that really help anybody by canceling anybody? At first, I could understand canceling. But it has become a very venomous act. Very venomous act. And it does a lot. It's very, very counterproductive nowadays. Because when you shut up somebody, I don't listen to you anymore. No side. Only one side gets heard. Like with NFTs. I understand how it is a flawed system, right? There's a lot of uh, uh, things that go on with NFTs and they're not really like the best way uh, for somebody to increase their capital. It's kind of like a get-rich-quick scheme, even though, even though most of the people that I see, of course, are against NFTs. I myself, I don't have a hate boner like most of, the, most of uh, Twitter does, especially when they see their favorite star, like one of my favorite... Uh, I'll use LeBron James, for example. If LeBron did NFTs, I'm not going to be like, No, LeBron, why? Why? My heart's not going to break if he does NFTs. It's just something that he does that I may dislike. But I'm not going to shut him up forever for it. Oh, no, you don't get to speak anymore because you did this one thing. Does that really make any sense? Does that stop all of what someone else does in their life to this one finite moment in time to where we act like people can't make mistakes at all when making mistakes makes us human in the first place that gives us the capacity to grow to be better i admire someone's road to redemption versus somebody that's always been good because you haven't been tested you haven't been tested if all your life you've gone through and made no mistakes Because I haven't seen you at your worst. I haven't seen how you respond to adversity. That's just my point of view. I don't understand um, that, that pessimistic mind state where someone has to shut up because I don't like what they're saying. I talk to a lot of people. I'm not a therapist. I know I sure as hell could be. (laughs) You know, not, not to toot my own horn. You know, I'm too humble for my own good anyway, but I know for a damn fact that most people, when their back is against the wall and they have a person talking to them with a lot of overwhelming facts and information, a lot of the time you just see them just stop the conversation, shut up, think, okay, yep, I get it, Mm -hmm. because they've been challenged. And that is part of being tested. But if you cancel somebody, if we stop Joe Rogan from speaking, if we just deleted everything Joe Rogan said, that would be very bad. Not only are we stopping his potential capacity to grow, but we're setting a very bad example to everybody else because this canceling stuff has gone on for how long now? How many years now? And it has become a flawed practice. Very flawed. And it's something that, you know, I, I say nowadays people are very soft like Charmaine, ultra soft, 
toilet paper. Kobe said it once. And it's very sad. Even when you have people that have grown up differently and say different things, like I'm sure, um, <laughs> I'll use a bad example. Trump, when he said grab, <laughs> when he said that you could grab women by the pussy and they won't do anything. I think maybe it was in reference to him being rich or some shit like that. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Everybody talks a different way. Everybody makes satirical jokes a different way. If you know me, I will say some crazy, wild shit, but you know I'm joking. And I always even say that after the fact, right? I grew up watching some of my favorite, my favorite comedian of all time is Dave Chappelle. But I watched the Bernie Macs, the Richard Pryors, the um, Cedric the Entertainers, people that were very off the cuff. And, the, and you know, other uh, comedians I'm forgetting, but those are the ones that come to mind. Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. You know how many things that <laughs> they've said that they could get canceled for? But without context, everything can make everybody look bad. And I can even give you an example right now. I thought of using one, but I was like, you know what? Let me not do that. Let me not give you guys uh, some meme material. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm. Something to Sprite. My problem is... And I think a question I would ask these people, I would say, does canceling somebody help their capacity to grow? Is completely stopping somebody from doing something forever, completely shutting them down, give them capacity to grow and be better? Because what kind of example does that set to other people that, don't, that are not in the same mind state? As these people that are that are saying these things, that are projecting their thoughts to this, to, to, to the cloud of the Internet. Where people listen to process information. Where does that stop? Where it's like, OK, what do we do to everybody else? Do we just cancel everybody? Or do we give people an opportunity to learn? You can be like Whoopi Goldberg and say, you know, I'm basically going to think what I'm going to think. But I hear you guys. I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm going to just leave it alone. Or you can be like Joe Rogan and say, listen, you know, I said it a long time ago. I'm sorry. He gave context on the joke. And it was a very articulate and smart response. I was completely fine with it. I understood the joke that he made. Did he get a chuckle out of me and Tristan? Yeah. Did I take offense to it? No. I was completely fine with it. I know other people might take it differently. I've seen other people take it differently. <laughs> Which... It's sad because the world that I grew up in when I was growing up, I didn't have to worry about these things, about someone taking it out of context because the context was understood beforehand. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a boomer. I don't want to sound, you know, political. I don't know if it's because of this younger generation that has acted this way to just pivot the general consensus into everything being such a finite thing to talk about to make things nearly impossible to understand or i don't fucking know i don't know but what i would hope is that that becomes a thought that's like you know what maybe canceling we shouldn't delete this person's podcast we should leave out this information we should just leave these things here as they are so that way 
other people can listen and make their own interpretations off these things because everything is subjective. Everything is subjective. And that's very important to remember. You cannot substitute someone else's reality and interpretations with your own. I've said the same thing about the whole uh, um, uh, transgender conversation before. And I know that's a whole other episode within itself. <laughs> right? And these, these are very, very sensitive topics. But I hate giving complex thought to things that are so, so simply simple or simply stupid. Because it gets to a point where we end up questioning the validity of the true definition of these things. If I make a joke and then you take it the wrong way, I will apologize. Hey, man, I'm sorry you took it that way. But if someone else laughs, what does that mean? I mean, these questions make more questions because it questions the validity of what is true. And when it shakes the foundation like that and everything falls apart. Mm. I won't be here long. In this episode, I just wanted to get this out. But I want you guys to think about that as well. People getting canceled. What does it do? Does it create a problem? Does it set a bad example? Because when we stop people from learning, no one passes. No one passes. I understand getting to a point in time where you can't help somebody because they don't want to help themselves and that's completely fine completely understandable you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink but for people out there that don't understand these kind of complex topics when it comes to giving somebody a chance as we should to everybody even the people that we think are fucking crazy Think about if the same thing happened to you. You said something stupid. And then somebody was like, nope, that's it. Nope. You could have saved kittens from falling out of trees, helped old ladies cross the street, donate to charity. But you did this one thing. Sorry. You're done. That's it. You're, you're gone. Forever. Everything you did, it doesn't matter. Because this one bad thing outweighs all this good that you did. Everything that you were before... That don't matter. This one bad thing defines you. And I know people will try to make those things define Joe. To try to make him seem make him seem like he's a racist. You can listen back to these podcast episodes and pro you probably either have your own interpretation of me <laughs> or my little brother who says some pretty crazy shit all the time, but it's for satire, it's for jokes, and it's based off of our lives. With some truth, of course. Tristan has a problem being uh um, I don't know, an open clown, I guess. But think about that. Because I feel like sometimes people don't think like that. Even though I know there's people that do. But when you're on Twitter and you, and you see it, sometimes I'm just like, man, it takes a lot of restraint not to respond to this bullshit. Put my own honest thoughts out there. Everyone should. Everyone's voice has power to some extent to somebody 
especially when you respond to the littlest of things. But people can make mistakes. But what's important is that you give them an opportunity to amend their mistakes, to give them the redemption they need. Because when we have the capacity to change, we improve, we get better. I will leave it at that. I digress. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, everybody. Nah. Um, thank you guys for listening. It's me, the GOAT D. James, TWTG. You know my game at this point. From the light verse. And uh, keep on listening. Keep on sharing these if you'd like to. So the number one podcast in all of Canton City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys be safe and have a good one.